and go. All right, tell for love, everyone. Uh, this is the first podcast I've done in a while, and I'm really happy to be um, doing this podcast for the first time in a while with the one and only, the most loved man on Twitter, Christian Maliator Brown. <laughs> Christian, say hi. <laughs> hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to have you. Like, I, you know, Christian and I had coffee a couple of uh, weeks ago, and I, you know, I really enjoyed his company. He's an awesome guy. Um, and so I invited him to come onto the podcast to share a bit of wisdom and we've got some questions here and yeah, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm interested to see how people are going to receive this. Well, I want them to see that you're a nice guy because you are a nice guy. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about nice guy, but um, thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, I can't believe we just, we had a, what coffee like a few weeks ago before all this craziness started and now no. we are all stuck in our houses, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I apologize in advance if you lose any followers or friends from this. Oh, no, no, I don't care. I, I mean, you stay true to yourself. I stay true to myself. You know, I don't, I, I mean, I have the utmost respect for people who I want to respect and I don't care what people say. So it's okay. Don't worry about oh, it. Yeah. And, and, and if, and if they, if they don't want to follow me because of this one podcast, then they weren't loyal in the first place. You know what I mean, like we're talking about something so great today and it's going to be a great podcast. And if they can't see it for what it is, then I don't want them anyway. So mm-hmm. how, how, let's do it. I, I suppose I should have asked this off the off the air, but how long how long do we have? Because I, I have long answers and short answers. I, okay, cool. Forty five minutes. Hi. Forty five minutes. Okay, Forty five cool. minutes. That's that's plenty of time. Fantastic. Ah, right, awesome. We were supposed to do this face to face next. Oh, actually, what what date did we see? Oh, it was a date in April, um, but we're having to connect over Anchor, which is good. Thank God for technology. Um, so yeah, let's get started. So Christian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I'm Samoan. I'm traditional Latin Mass Catholic, conservative. Um, so eldest of eight. Uh, I was raised by my by my mom, so a single mother. Um, and then later on, my grandparents came more into the picture. And yeah, Mangri, South Auckland. And uh, what do I do? I guess I'm a well. Up until last two weeks ago, I was a full-time singer who traveled the world with my brother singing Croatian music um, and yeah someone who dabbles in politics philosophy theology all kinds of things and uh, as you say the most loved person on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> no it's interesting when you say that um, you know you sharing that you were raised by your single mom I remember when you posted up something about shaving your future daughter's hair off and I saw a few a, a few tweets about you, and someone was saying, "Oh, who is this rich, privileged kid from Samoa?" <laughs> it's like, well, bro, not yet, not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, it's funny because when people say that, I'm like, listen, I probably know how to eat rice every single day and elengi, and like I have so many different ways to eat rice. That's how we grew up. We didn't <laughs> eat meat generally until. Um, Thursday because it was payday or and Sunday and those are the only days we ate meat otherwise every other day of the week it was alaysa uh, rice and butter rice and spaghetti can yeah rice, and, tomato sauce, yeah. rice yeah. and milk rice and rice rice and fruit, yeah. <laughs> um, <Are> you... <laughs> and, uh, and yeah. you know and and I think that's um that's I don't know I think people just uh, just make judgments and stuff coming from their own story and yeah. their own experiences and that's okay too i would love to have been yeah. born to a privileged family that would have been much easier for me but um unfortunately that's not what uh, god had in mind i guess 
Yeah, no, no, you're all good. Um, so you so I've just I had a fun question. I always um want to have fun with my podcast questions. So I had a fun question here. It's well, I don't know if you're gonna find it fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> um, but here's a question. You're isolated on an island, you're not allowed any gadgets, and you're only allowed to have three items with you. What would you what would those three items be? So um probably first would be my rosary. And I'm not I'm not saying that I'm like um you know any holier or any better than anybody but um it's just it's been a since maybe since i was in um i just left high school it's always been one of those sources of meditation so um so mm-hmm. i can i can pray 50 60 100 150 decades of the rosary and i'll be you know contemplating life and stuff like that so generally when i'm on my own i, I like to have my rosary as a you know just yeah. the way to get clear pad and pen uh, I, I had them all as one thing, but uh, you can, I guess that's not part of the rules, but yeah, <laughs> we can bend them. They, they're all as item number two, pad and pen, because you can buy them as as, uh, as one, I guess. Um, and for me, that's because my, my process is um, I write pages and pages of notes every day. Like my, my bedroom, my dining room table and stuff just gets filled with notes. And then I throw them out generally. Um, because that's just my process of how I um, grapple with things and come to terms with things. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit more. And then guitar. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd, I'd take a guitar with me um, because I believe music is good for the soul and it had a big yeah. impact on my life um, growing up and stuff like that. So if I was to be on an island and I didn't have any um, gadgets, then you'd probably want a guitar. Yeah, those were the yeah, three things nice. I can think of. Nice. No, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, total opposite to what I would have put a book, but that's really cool. Um, we'll get straight into to the podcast uh, because we don't have much time. Um, but what was life like for you growing up? You've mentioned it a little bit in your intro, but um, yeah, yeah. What was like, just in general, what was, what was so life like I'll, for you growing um, up? The yeah. easiest way to describe it is, I'll just tell three short stories. That's probably the easiest way. So I was, um, I think, 13 or 14. And we were going to the panel beaters and uh, my mum went out of the car to go talk to the guy and, oh, sorry, on our way there, my brother kept saying stuff that was pissing me off. I was sitting in the front, he was sitting in the back seat and um, my mum was like, stop it, stop it, blah, blah, blah. And she gets out to go talk to the guy. I reach out back and I absolutely pummel my brother. My mum jumps back in the car and I'm sitting there like an angel and his face is all bloodied up. And normally people would be like um you know surely the mum would have disciplined me or something mum turns around and goes what happened to his face and i said he wouldn't shut up and he kept answering back and she goes huh so she starts the car and drives off and um (laughs) and for us it was (laughs) ingrained in us growing up that hierarchy and respect are one and the same thing so you hear a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about, um, you know, funny that we actually mentioned that in the beginning of this podcast about respect. People are like, oh, yeah, I respect people, you know, that I, I give respect where they've earned respect. Or I, for, for, for us growing up, it was you are nobody. And, they, and we're always told, you know, you are, go, everything goes by steps. There's someone above you, there's someone below you. And, um, and so that was, that was one absolutely, it was like rock solid thing that we grew up with another one i remember is um i was doing a speech for new year's mass um it was a samoan mass and i got one line wrong 
And in front of everybody, my granddad, who wrote the speech, he just goes, yuck. And then he didn't speak to me <laughs> for the whole night. And for me, that's um, that's just, it, it, it's an example of how my family has, like, we grew up with no tolerance for failure. There's like, so when people say, I'm afraid of failure, they don't actually know what they're talking about unless you've been in my family. You know, one line or one mistake or everything, we were raised that, um, you know, that, that's, that wasn't acceptable. To the point where I think I had, I was like 16 or 17 years old. I had probably sung a thousand times, a thousand performances by now. And yet I remember I was a soloist for the APPA, whatever. And I was invited to sing a soloist of all the primaries, sing a solo of all the primary school kids. And I remember my mom afterwards, she said, well done. And I, I, I almost like, I, I thought I had, like I was dreaming because that never happens when my mum says well done it's normally yeah. you should have it's normally you know you should have gone closer to the mic you were a little bit pitchy why do you look like that why didn't you do your hair properly why didn't you shave before you came why didn't you this why didn't you that why aren't you look why were you looking around and so this one was something that really hit me so those two two stories um, is is you know our very uh, low tolerance for failure or mediocrity mm. and in the last one I remember there's another story of um, I got my school report and normally I'm a straight A student so this was must have been by form 4 now and I had got I started getting B's and C's and my mum goes what the hell is this I don't pay for your school fees for you to come back with B's and C's and I said to her listen it's not such a big deal I'm smarter I'm, I'm smarter than all the islanders I'm in the top class there are only three islanders doing Cambridge in the whole of my year level and she slapped me and she said if I she said I, I don't I don't want you to be the smartest islander I didn't say that I said I want you to be the best and I know that you can do better and you know that you can do better so don't give me that bullshit ever again and so for me that was <clears throat> something actually we grew up with that my whole life which was excellence you know if you can be the best if you can do better then you should if there's an opportunity for you to be better to um to do more then you should and um and in Samoan it's it's a value called um Sa'idi Malo which is to seek for the heights to go for the for the greater mm. greater glory for to you know to uh, to to aim high and uh, and those kind of things and um and that one actually has has me probably the most at odds with a lot of um, with a lot of people nowadays, um, you know, who are more about um, equality. So if if you look, sorry, if you look at these three things, me growing up, it, it puts me at odds with a lot of people now that you know that are more into equality and into you know, oh, everybody's the same and everybody's opinions are all equal and all of that. No, it's not. Okay, some people are just stupid, and. It, I, I, you know, you can say whatever you like, but it doesn't mean I have to take you seriously. And that's the, that's where I think um, social media and, you know, a lot of stuff has got more of an influence on people because now they just think they can say whatever they want, which is fine. You can say whatever you want. Within reason, within reason. No, Don't be a racist. You can say whatever you want and people uh, have a right yeah. to criticize you, but that's all it is now it's just talk everybody just talks talk 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 
the you know you got the most the the most um uh, I don't know a nice way to put it but you got people that just, basically just do nothing they do nothing in yeah. their lives they drop kicks they deadbeats and all of a sudden they have a platform they have a microphone to spout their stupidity yeah that's that's the part that gets me the most not that you can't say what you want but i'm like i'm not interested in what you have to say show me the results in your life show me where you're actually implementing stuff that you're backing and that you show success because as you know as you can see growing up that, that, that was all that mattered to us we didn't I don't remember maybe even uh, 10 times in my whole life that um, that I ever hugged my my mother or my grandparents or anything like that. I don't even remember 20 times or 10 times in my life that I've ever said I love you to my mom. And that's just not how we were raised. And people be like, oh, you know, you might be emotionally deficient. Yeah, well, you know, some of you guys are got probably too many emotions and you probably need to let go of some of them because you've got only emotions and not enough production anyway that's how we were raised <laughs> to answer your short question <laughs> and uh you know so no, I, but I, I already covered it before yeah. you know rice rice was eating rice was normal takeaways was like no no it never happened and um like i remember we went to kfc you know those coins that they kfc used to have soft serve coins and they were 40 cents yeah, and Macca's was 50 yeah. cents. So we used to go to yeah, KFC for soft serve cones and then go to Macca's to play in the playground. You never, ever, I don't, I think we ate McDonald's maybe once a year, twice a year. So in case I sound like an asshole, the reason why, <clears throat> for me, it's when you, when you grow up in those circumstances, when you grow up in those situations, you have a huge amount of gratitude for the people that have put in the work, for the people who feed you every day. I didn't realize that we were poor until I was like 17, 18. I honestly had no clue that we were poor just because it wasn't something that was talked about. Scarcity of money wasn't something that was talked about. I just thought it was normal that people only ate meat on Sunday or on Thursday and Sunday. You know, I thought that eating rice and every other kind of shit under the sun was normal. And so from that point of view, you just have a huge amount of gratitude you know for um for for everything because because they they didn't emphasize our poverty they didn't emphasize our defects they didn't emphasize our shortcomings they didn't turn us into victims all i knew was the world's our oyster we can do whatever we want if we really work hard at it and um and and i know that you know some people aren't as lucky to have that kind of position but that's you know that that that's why i have the mindset that i have um is not not because i want to you know i want to spit it into other people's faces but because it does come from that place of gratitude where when you have nothing you really do appreciate the stuff that you do have Mm. okay no that's cool i respect that um there was a question I was going to ask you before we cut off, but it's okay. No, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, so on the, just move forward. I'll move on. I don't want to talk too much about Twitter. I think even though like most of the things that come to my mind is Twitter, but uh, I'll try not to, <laughs> That's okay. to, to focus on that. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, you're Samoan and you sing in Croatian. How did that, how did that all begin? Yeah. So I had a Croatian teacher in high school. Um, I was the, I used to play trumpet before I got to high school at St. Peter's in uh, Epsom. Um, and when I got there, I got a letter that said, you should learn to play tuba. And I, so I played tuba. 
for my first year and I went straight from academy band into junior band into senior band and because um, they need a tuba player the next year he goes to me hey you want to play trombone there's a trip going to China and so I went on that China trip um, and then in 2008 we had a trip to Italy Slovenia and Croatia and he says before you go to Croatia you need to learn this one song and it was uh, called Karachi's Dusha Teljubim and I sang that song for my first time in Croatia I think I was like 15 and um, the people were crying we got a standing ovation people were crying and it's the first time in my life that I've had grown men come and kiss me on the cheek strangers <laughs> it was it was such a strange strange thing um, and then after that I keep getting asked to sing it at different Croatian events funerals functions uh, 2011 I was invited by um, the Croatian society to go as a soloist with them on tour and while I was there I heard this a cappella singing that sounded like sort of like um, Pacific Island acapella stuff so I brought that back got um, some of the boys together and we started singing 2013 we had our first tour of Croatia 2015 we went again uh, 2016 and 17 we uh, toured around Australia and then um, yeah 2018 sort of you know everyone had moved on they had lives and stuff but then the we were sort of getting ready to shut it down but then the World Cup came up and Croatia went into the finals and me and my brother did a video from our car where we sang a, a song that was special to the Croatian team and that's that video we did a video of that song that video went viral to the point where half an hour before the finals Croatia versus France me and Austin's song our faces were on every single screen in Croatia in Jumbotron oh. set up in the squares it was in bars in cafes people's homes i have a whole um i have a whole uh what do you call it file of um the different photos that people sent us and then from there we had and we had invites from croatians all around the world hey guys come here come to america come to canada come to this place come to that place and then uh, people were saying come to croatia so we went to croatia end of 2018 um and we were sort of like, oh yeah, we might be able to do this. So uh, in August, actually, I said to Austin, well, how about we make this our, you know, we ride the wave and see where we go. So we went to Croatia, we went to Paris, we went to uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra. And, uh, and then we got a call from Canada to say, come to Canada. We we were supposed to go there for New Year's of 2019 and then they got cancelled. But then not long after that, we got a call from Phoenix. So we went to Phoenix. Um, Damn. And uh, when people in America, Croatians in America had heard that we'd arrived in Phoenix, then New York started asking for us. Chicago started asking for us. Cleveland. And so we went to New York. We went to New York and then to Chicago and then went back to New Zealand. Then we went to Melbourne, then back to New Zealand, and then we went back to America, went to Cleveland, New York, Chicago, and then, um, and yeah, and then so that's, that was beginning of last year, and then we went to, through Germany. Yeah, you travel quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. you travel quite a bit. Germany, um, so, so, and everywhere else. I, I think people are listening to this are probably thinking, damn, how much money does this guy make? Um, we, had, we had a good year last year. Um, we made something... Um, 
and the six sevens no definitely not sevens but we um we made we, we definitely made six figures uh i think um a hundred and eighty thousand or something dollars came through my accounts or through my hands and that's not including yeah. you know a lot of time people gave us accommodation for free we almost never ever ever pay for drinks or food never you're telling me yeah yeah we yeah. never ever pay for drinks or food um some of the flights were paid for um and a lot of stuff like that um we get a whole lot of free gears and um and people just take us out for coffee for drinks for dinner for lunch um i put on so much yeah. weight from 2018 so in the uh, middle of 2018 i was 102 kgs by the end of 2019 end of last year i was 116 almost 117 kgs oh so, yeah so i really blew up um but uh Yeah, but yeah, we we, we made we, we definitely made in the ballpark of about 180 to 200,000. dollars That is so impressive. That is so impressive, you know? Like I I know so many creatives out there who would just love to monetize their their talent in the arts. Oh, yeah. And, and make that, you know what I mean? Like I I know so many people, well not so many, but I know quite a few people um in the arts that don't make anything close to that who do so many free gigs who put hours and hours and hours into their craft and still can't make a living out of it so you know that's really admirable it's so cool super well yeah it's um you know it's it, 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 i'm not gonna lie it's a lot of hard work we were taking two three four flights a week um and a lot of the money that we made we just had to yeah uh, never mind you know just the toll on your body the the bad yeah. food that you're eating the amount of alcohol that we drink the germs on the germs on the plane uh, like constantly traveling on the plane and if we you know if it was cheaper to take a bus we'd take a bus we took um one time we took from uh from Paris to Zagreb we took a 26 hour bus ride um you're kidding me oh. yeah it, Basically, you just got to do what you got to do, you know, and we threw a lot of that money back into the business, back into the brand. Some people didn't invite us and we'll show up to a festival or something and we'll just, you know, and, and just get in there and see what we can do um, and just explore different markets. Or some people would like, um, you know, our price would be. So some people, you know, that that um, would have a price at this much and then they'd say, oh, we can only pay you like 10 or 20% of that. But we'd still go do the gig because it's about building into the market it's about just getting there and just doing the work um yeah and so yeah it, it, it's not easy but it's it's definitely rewarding yeah no that's so cool um do you do, do you get nervous singing in front of an audience no no um have you ever been nervous yeah they um They 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 say that uh, to be an expert you need like 10,000 hours of doing something or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know, singing and performing and public speaking and stuff I've got at least 30,000 hours or something stupid okay. like that, you know. We've been we we, we used to be carted out by my mum to sing at stuff since I was like six. And mm. um and so it, it's just something you, we grew up with and you just got to do the hours. Do the hours yeah i'm just 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 speaking of your mom and i just want to go back to your upbringing um that was the question i wanted to ask before the the connection cut do you think that your upbringing is just a typical samoan upbringing because i'm your you know i've my mom doesn't praise me very much she's very and she shows it in her own way but you know i know that so being someone myself 
I know that some woodlands can be a bit, you know. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to explain. I it. just, you know, I just think that um, they're coming from where they came from, and my mum was born. Both mm. my parents were born in New Zealand. You know, they both. So, um, so I'm third generation Samoan. Um, mm. So both both my parents are born in New Zealand, but the, um, but the I guess the way of showing love is still the same. For us, like, and I, I have this debate so many times with friends and everyone. I'm like, listen, Samoan idea of love is different than your Western idea of love. Samoan idea of love is you serve your family. Mm. Mm. You, you, well, not only you, you serve your family. You, if you love your family, you do nothing to bring them into disrepute, and you do everything to give them glory. And that's it. It's got nothing to do with touchy feely. Let's have hugs. Let's have kisses. Let's sit around and sing kumbaya. How are your feelings? How's your mental health? Mental health, also my You know, mental health is something that just came up recently. It, it doesn't exist in the Samoan framework in that sense. And um, and I'm not going to get into mental. I, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how to protect your mind and stuff like that. But as, yeah, yeah, as, and you've got more as, questions. So. As, Samoans <laughs> and as, as a culture, I think that um, that you know, it's we're at a crossroads now, where people are wanting the trappings or what looks like the culture. They want to be for the culture. They want to have all these. You know, oh, let's everybody get a song. Everybody get a pair. Everybody wears a kuinga now. When I was younger, nobody was allowed to wear a kuinga. Only the person who was the highest ranking. You know, everybody wants to do a uh, um, uh, launga, blah blah blah, and blah blah blah, and, and blast the folk music. But um, but the values behind it, and our interpretation behind it, and the nuances of those values have changed, and we're going to have to either you know redefine what it means or accept that it's not exactly the same thing as what we thought it would which is which is fine i i i, I don't mind which whichever one but the people who um the people who who say to me oh you know it's unsamon i'm like no it's very someone to to be straight up to because not you know your, your feelings don't matter you as an individual don't matter you as a as a person doesn't even matter it all goes back to when i was younger i remember all i was told every time i left the house when you go out there how you walk how you sit how you stand how you speak all reflects on your family and on your village and on your country people will know that you're a Samoan. people will know that you were raised by these people people will know that you belong to this family and um and that's it you know and so it's it's a hard crossroads but i think it's going to be an interesting one yeah okay no yeah that's cool thanks for i just <laughs> okay, i don't yeah, sure that i long, long, yeah long way to answer a simple question yeah no no but that's all good no, that's, not, and i like that you know the more we get to know you the better so now that's perfect so talk to us about how you've turned your talent of singing into a successful business because like i said before it's so impressive and inspiring to see you already talked about that a little bit in your yeah. um but just the logistics of it like how do you even start like do you, do you, I mean, what's your process like? Do you write down on a piece of paper, uh, you know, so, how you're going to do this? Yeah. Uh, do you have like, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, okay, I'll just, I'll just try and answer. Um, so first thing is, whenever people ask me this, I say, I don't run a business. I fund a lifestyle. And it just changes. Free your, the life. Hashtag yeah. free the life. It just changes your <laughs> perception about everything. 
because people when yeah. they think about running a business they think business plan they think they need um you know this much amount of money this much amount of capital this much amount of investment. Hold on, i'm just gonna write some notes okay carry on and yep. and all of those things but think first about funding a lifestyle what and and so that's that's a crucial starting point the vision that you want for your life for your family what do you want to be able to do and so i told you about how canada got cancelled and we ended up in phoenix when yeah. i was in phoenix we had nothing planned for the whole of 2019 and then in one day i got a message from cleveland my um the people we were staying with had confirmed that new york was going to fly us over and get us to perform and pay us and fly us back and chicago was in the works and on that night I wrote down everywhere that I wanted to go in 2019. I wrote down Germany. I wrote down America and different places. I wrote down, um, you know, what I wanted the, my life to look like in 2019. And then right smack bang in the middle of July, we had to go from Croatia all the way back to Samoa for my grandma's um, family's family reunion and her birthday. And it would be her first birthday in Samoa with all of her grandkids, all of her family. So that was important. So we went all the way back for that. And then we, so we were in Croatia. We would have to come back for one week, go to the family union and then go back to Croatia because we had to perform again. Um, we were already committed to one festival. Um, mm. When I look back on 2019, uh, looking back now, I did everything that I wrote on that piece of paper in Phoenix. We went to Germany, we went to Canada, we went to America three times, we went to um, we went to Australia how many times? We went to Switzerland, we went to Austria, we went, um, you know, Paris, different things, and that's where it starts from. It doesn't start anywhere else. It starts from you sitting down and just deciding this is what I want from my life and people do this the problem is people only do this once a year they do this like maybe new year's or the week before or the week after new year's and then they don't do it i'm doing this every single day sometimes twice a day sometimes three times a day um and grant cardone if you don't follow him you should follow him grant cardone says whenever you whenever you experience a huge failure write down your goals whenever you experience a huge win write down your goals and um and so I think that's the first step. The second step, just to um, try and get into, I'm just trying to get some more, give you guys some more value, is, um, is when, you, when you get to that stage, okay, you have a product. You have to start realizing that nobody gives a shit about how much you like your product. Yeah? So... I yeah. drink Steinlager. I drink Steinlager. I will never, ever, 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 ever touch Lion Red or Flame or any other like or you know stuff like that. I'll drink Steinlager. I might drink Alton Draft and I'll drink another Croatian beer. So, what's what's this got to do with anything? Your job. Yeah. What does it got to do with anything? Your job is to, <laughs> your job is to sell the product and find the market for your product. So you will never convince me that Flame is a good beer or a good drink, ever, 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 ever. In fact, I don't even like Heineken either. You will never, ever, ever convince me, so don't try. But there are other people 
that love that, that love Corona, that love flame, they love that. Go take your product to them. And so that's the second thing. Do not spend or waste any time with people that don't want your product. And they, this comes down to family and friends. You know how many times people tell me, oh, I thought this person would support me. I thought my family would support me. I thought my day ones would support me. No, they don't have to support you. Some people just don't like coffee. Some people like tea. Some people don't like, I don't know, Pepsi, they like Coke. It's just the, something that they like, you know? And so that's your first thing, find your market. And um, the way to find your market is you need to, a lot of the time, you have to do free gigs. You have to do free gigs. And it will, and people will be like, oh yeah, it was okay. I really like this one song. If someone tells you they like something and you get that three times for that one song or that one product or that one gimmick or that one joke or that one whatever, do double down triple down on that and that's the next thing so we got lots of people asking us for croatian i'm not croatian i'm bloody Samoan, and i would love to go into english or Samoan markets but who are the ones that want us croatian so we double triple down on that and we've built a lifestyle out of it so many people want something else when the testing when the marketing when the the testing from the market when the how's the easy way to put this when the feedback when the feedback that you're getting from people is pointing you in another direction don't be stubborn don't you know it's not about what you want you got to go where the market wants you to go and then eventually you'll be able to come back to what you want and so <laughs> and then after that once you once you get into it it's just work the more times you present your product the more times people are exposed to it the more times people are familiar with it the more times people will buy it and that's the simple it's a simple simple work after that you just got to get people put your product in front of people and if they're really desperate maybe they might listen maybe they might try it and if they might try it maybe they might like it and that's all you have to do just keep putting it in front of people so if you're a painter or if you're an artist of some kind of visual arts you should be drawing shit, putting out content all the time. If you can't afford to get in front of people, you should be putting it out. You have no limit to how many stories you can put up on your Instagram, on your Snapchat, on your Facebook. You should be putting that out. You should be putting out on Instagram twice a day. You should be putting out on Facebook five times a day. You should be putting TikToks of these. You should be putting, you know, use the free stuff. And this is, this is, the, second, this is the second point to this. So many people think that if I had money, I would have a successful business. No, if you can't use the free stuff well, you will never use the paid stuff well. And that's just the that's just the fact of life. So many people, they're like, if I had more time, and so they full time, they quit their job. And believe me, I can speak from this because I did it. If I had more time, no. What they end up doing, watching Netflix, eating five times a day, having a nap in the middle of the day, and then they'll go talk to their friends. Oh yeah, we might go have coffee with someone else who's gonna waste my time. You know, feed the dog, do the laundry, everything apart from focusing on your goals, focusing on your passions. And then finally, in the end, uh, we can talk about everything that we've done, but in the end, it all comes down to relationships. The amount of people that we've met that have helped us along the way, we've slept on people's couches over the last two years. We've, you know, people, people have welcomed us into their homes. People have given us money. People have, you know, driven us hundreds of kilometers um, you know, to get to some place and, and it's just build those relationships 
don't try and get stuff out of people just give what you can if you don't have money give your talent um that's that's one of the things that i realized of us whenever we're in a host house whenever we go to a party that we're invited to or dinner that we're invited to we will sing because that's what we have that's the only thing we have we are uh, we've got no money we yeah. have our voice uh, yeah you yeah. know and so we'll sing and we won't be like those you know we'll be invited to dinner we'll get you know and um, be hosted by somebody or something like that we will make sure we sing and don't be one of those annoying people that they have to beg you to sing or they have to suggest that this is your gift this is your way of showing gratitude you got nothing else then the two things you can do is show up with a good attitude a grateful attitude and show up with your gift or your talent or whatever it is so for us we sing you know we we always sing for our hosts we um we we try to hang out with them get to know them talk do you know how many people that i've seen um you know and it's even goes of you know um some of the guys we toured with and they they just go and sit in their fucking room are you kidding me you know you, you got so much yeah. you've been gifted of so much and you guys sitting in your room get to know the people show your gratitude help out where you can most of the time they won't let you help cooking or cleaning or stuff like that but you know offer and yeah just hang out with them and that's how you make genuine friendships and so we have in every country we've been to we've had people that have told us don't you dare stay in a hotel you want to stay in my house I'm going to look after you and take care of you anywhere you need to go take you to the airport blah 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 and stuff like that anything you need if you need so if cool. you need money um there've been so many times where we um where where one gig won't happen or something doesn't go wrong just expect so many things to go wrong in your journey and and I just you know I I I've, I've met so many amazing people I'm like listen this didn't come through blah 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 and they're like yeah I'll send you the money how much do you need I'll send it to you right now you know and this is not like just 20 bucks this is like 5000 4000 $3000 a croatian's rich uh in some pla- in some places there are there are some rich croatians like you know villa maria yeah. villa maria obviously the ones that you've been uh, <laughs> that you've been uh, hanging out with are rich no i was you know there's there's different ideas of rich uh, for some ones they would be considered rich <laughs> yeah true 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 yeah, so, okay carry on so um so that's it relationship you're saying villa maria Well, Villa Maria is owned by Croatians if you didn't know that. Oh, no, I didn't Almost know that. All the wineries, Oyster Bay is owned by Croatians, Villa Maria, um Babich wineries, um and in a lot of the a lot a lot of companies here in New Zealand are owned by Croatians. Yeah, even that big trucking company, not that uh, Volkswitch, Volkswitch uh, something. Yeah, yeah, they they're owned by Croatians, you know, and um Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh relationships. Um you know, and prime example today um my one of our good mates that we stay with in um in in Sydney he's pretty close to my brother and he just calls and he's like hey what's your number and he just sends him a hundred dollar top up for his phone and then he calls me and he says what do you guys need do you need flour blah 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 i'm going to send over stuff for easter you know and i didn't ask i didn't we, uh, my family's okay but that's just that's just the relationships that we have and um and what can i say you know it's just bliss absolutely bliss yeah Do these people follow you on Twitter? Um no, but they follow me on Facebook. I'm pretty I'm pretty much the same everywhere. Twitter. Yeah, you're the same. You are actually, yeah. I'm your Facebook friend and I can definitely that's <laughs> so I'm true. What do they say about? It? Huh? What do they say about how, you know, just how um Well, yeah. That's, that's the other thing just, and, just and, and 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 I was I was going to talk about this later on when we talk about being um you know, about just saying what you want and stuff. But if you if 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 you don't pretend to be someone else and you're pretty much yourself yeah. the whole time 
then people will decide if they don't like it or if they're gonna be okay with it and that's it it's if you keep changing up for this kind of person and this kind of platform and this kind of setting and this kind of group then you're gonna be fucked mm. because eventually the world is so small that it all meets up at some point but i'm exactly the same i am a you know when i i introduce myself i'm someone all the way through i'm traditional catholic all the way through i'm conservative the whole way through and those things will never change they they will never change i would sooner if anybody of my close siblings or my close family stop being catholic i would sooner stop them being my family than ever stop being catholic wow <laughs> yeah I, I i said that I, I said that to my siblings countless times i said to people all the time i'm like listen and i said to my siblings i'm like if any of you apostatize if you leave the catholic church and you go to another religion another denomination i don't even give a shit what it is yeah i said you are dead to me do you know what like okay so for people that are listening to this you're probably thinking wow that's so outrageous actually it's not um you'll find a lot of catholics feel this way uh, my family is like this as well exactly like christian so yeah. i totally and maybe that's why i like you i totally understand you and and uh, oh, i connect with you because we have so much obviously because we have the same background yeah and it's, um, uh, but it's not outrageous to me but, hearing what he's saying no but yeah. you know and, and this comes back from this, co- this comes back to this comes back to your perception and your idea of what's true and what's not true you know and so so many people talk about my truth and your truth well i'm like well this is my truth the catholic church is the one true church founded by god and i believe that too yeah and if you leave that you are stupid and therefore i got no time for you okay i don't believe well, i wouldn't you know, do that no, but, but i don't believe I mean? that like, but yeah yeah if you yeah. hold that position though then then it's easily easy you can follow it through logically and be like okay if you really believe that this is the thing then you would be pretty pissed off if somebody left it that's it true yeah yeah okay cool people are gonna be like i'm yeah. gonna come here to listen to catholic talk sorry guys <laughs> no 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 it's all sorry. good no but just saying that's yeah it's all right we'll, we'll move forward um but thank you so much i actually wrote some notes so how do you spell grants so I know it's about Grant, but is it a Cardone with a K or a C? C-A-R-D-O-N-E. Cool. So Grant Cardone, oh, my neighbor's dogs. You can hear him. Uh, Grant Cardone uh, on YouTube, guys. Check it anywhere. out. It's, That's who Christian is. Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Okay, cool. So, and what I got out of that is if you win, you set goals. If you fail, you set goals. And you added some marketing and some business advice there. So that yeah, was cool yeah. as well. Thank you. So just, um, you know, with the whole buzz going around with the coronavirus pandemic, how are you doing right now, especially as an entrepreneur and... Yeah, so um, we um, yeah. we were in Croatia when the corona started getting pretty bad and we already had, uh, um, we were working on a project with Croatia's biggest record company and I got a call from my, I I got a call from my <laughs> friend in Australia and he's like, what are you still doing there? And I'm like, well, we're working on a project. He's like, get out now. And then I got another message from my friend in New Zealand. He's like, something's going to happen on Monday. Get back as soon as possible. And then my friends from America started calling and they're from around the world. They're like, it's best you go home. And I'm like, what? I didn't realize it was that serious. So I'm just like, uh, we're just going to the studio coming home. We're not really doing anything else, not watching the news. Um, and so, yeah. And then um, we left on March 15 and uh, March 16. Um, Everybody who arrived on that day had to go into two weeks um, self-isolation. So we arrived on the 17th 
and we went straight into isolation. But um, it was a huge, huge lesson for me. Last month we made an 18 or 20 thousand dollar month, um, and you know, and and all of a sudden I was broke because I had spent all that money. We were supposed to have a consecutive three big months. Um, March, April, May, June was supposed to be massive months for us, and so I just spent like an idiot. And so you know, make hay while the sun shines. And um, in the good book, it says you know that there's a guy who says to his soul, you know, rest now, my soul. We have so much saved up in us. So eat, marry, be happy, blah blah blah. And then uh, and then I think the Lord says, you fool, tonight your so- yeah tonight yeah. tonight your soul will be demanded of you. And all these things that you have stored up mm. for you will be of no use. And that's sort of how I felt yeah. when I got that news. I'm like, because we were sitting there and within those two days, everything was cancelled. All our gigs were cancelled. All of, not just March, April was cancelled. May was cancelled. June was cancelled. You know, and so that was like $60,000 disappeared right in front of my face. Um, and, yeah. You know, and, um, and then getting home can't fly anywhere all borders are closing all planes are grounded all these things and so that's that that was a a big thing but as an entrepreneur i am actually more excited now than ever because in when everyone else is playing defense when everyone else is going into panic mode when everyone else is thinking of it like collapse and they're trying to save the little bit that they have um this is the time when you know entrepreneurs when people can go out solve problems and uh and and you know do really 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 well and so i would i would say for me personally and this is going to be a big thing personally i'm excited for it because the new economy is coming we're going to have to adapt and in that new economy there's going to be a lot of confusion and fear and in the midst of confusion and fear people want leadership people want confidence people want calming reassurance and that's something you know people might not like me but they know that i can get things done and um and and in skills skills in the marketplace you might not have a job but if you've done the right thing you will have skills that are transferable i have public speaking i have content writing uh, marketing um social media awareness blah 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 so for me it's 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 a really exciting time and i'm looking forward to it actually um, to see what comes out of it. I'm just sick of staying at home. That's that's the hardest part for me, staying at home, no contact with my friends, because I'm a pretty social social person. You know, I'm always having having meals, yeah. going for coffee, out and about, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's the hardest part, I guess. And um, that's true. That's what I miss actually, as well. That's not the hardest part. The hardest yeah. part is watching what I know is coming, and people don't know it. So I know that after this lockdown, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. We're going to go into huge economic crisis. Huge, huge economic crisis. I know. I can't. And yet I'm watching people's snaps. I'm watching their stories. And people are eating like it's a summer holidays. They're having full three, four, five meals a day. They're just eating all their snacks. They're eating all their reserves. They're eating all their food. They're spending all their money. They're going shopping online. You know, people were happy that warehouse was opening up and stuff. So they could go buy a whole lot of stuff. I'm like, listen, guys, that's not what you want to do. Save as much money as possible. Save as much food as possible. Because in the climate that's coming, there's going to be 100,000 to, 100, to 500,000 people out of work. 
and uh, even though you're out of work, bills still need to be paid. I'm in a really lucky situation. Our house is paid off, our cars are paid off. We don't have that much personal debt. We don't have that much. Um, our bills aren't that high, so we're in a really good place to be. But I know other people that are, you know, that that are going to be really, really struggling at this time. That are going to be hit hard, and that's probably what saddens me the most. Is that is that people yeah. aren't being told the messages that they need to be told everyone's been told don't panic it's okay stay in your home stay you know blah 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 but what they need to be told is now is your time to panic now is your time to start saving up start writing plans start writing emergency plans start writing budgets i went i went through the budget last night with my family and i'm like this is how much we need this is how much we have to save this is how much we're allowed to spend on food this is how much we need for utilities this is and this and this and this is how much just in case something comes up and people families need to get together write budgets because it's coming it's and, and you, we're not going to be able to avoid it australia is screwed america screwed all of europe is screwed the only one that's not screwed is china bloody bastards <laughs> okay um all right so i watched a few of your clips on youtube and uh, also your interview with chelsea from new fm shout out to chelsea uh you shared quite a bit of wisdom on there so talk to us about how you've created that life that works for you because i know for some of us designing our own lives can be a struggle and it's also i think for some people for me it sometimes feels like a world away so talk to us about that like how do you even go about designing your own life? like talk to us about your process about so, you know doing that um on the interview um uh, I was asked to explain free the life and um free the life yeah and it's uh it's it's just a, it's it's a saying that I heard from um I was at a church function and one of the old ladies was yelling at this other old man because he wasn't doing something properly and he's like hey free the life and and that's it stuck with me ever since and so the way that I've framed it is um I think in that interview I said Um if you remember back to high school and you're on a school field or a school yard and it's lunchtime all these different games are crossing over each other so you got league going one way cricket game in the middle of that one you got touch happening the other way and you got you know other things happening people walking right through the middle and that's life that's how our world is we got so many different games happening you know with different sets of rules so I I laugh when I read on Twitter when I read on social media people get offended and I'm like the only reason why you're offended is because you're thinking that that person should be playing according to the sets of rules that you play so me as a Samoan I've I've noticed heaps of times where I'll get a plate of food and I'll sit down and for me it's I was always raised you know you don't stand and eat but I can't go and yeah. get annoyed at white people for doing that because that's you know it's it's not part of their culture it's not part of how they see the world and so i i laugh when people get offended because i'm like when you get offended all that means is you think that other people should be thinking and doing the same things as you so that's the first point of free the life so what i say is no matter what no matter who you are no matter what you are you can't just be one of those people that i just get offended all the time pick a game so does that mean you're going to be full on salmon do the fast salmon way of things you know serve the family do whatever your parents want blah 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 um look after them until they die and then live your own life that's the salmon way of doing it 
or does that mean you know you're going to go the western way you know uh, as soon as you can move out of home build up your own life blah 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 and uh, you know help out at home if you can or are you going to do a blended version of this basically all I'm saying is pick your game and then play it live life so many people are just you know they're, they're terrified they're terrified of offending anybody they're terrified of doing anything wrong they're terrified of saying something just in case it's the wrong thing so play life do life try different stuff and you learn from that and so the things I put together is play the game so that you can learn the game learn the game so that you can win the game win the game so that you can change the game and that that is sort of what I try to do in everything in my life is I look at when I first met Croatians I said to myself man these guys are rich these guys have a better lifestyle and that's what I want um, and so I was like how can I how can I do these things and I started you know having different conversations when I ha- and I, I met so many people that have helped me with that um, and for me the, I'm doing all of this why am I doing all of these things with Croatians in the end I want it so that I can come back and help Samoan people you know, so that I can help my family, so that I can help my extended family, so that I can help people who grew up in the same situations, who want a, something else for their life. Um, and so when we talk about designing your life, I already said this, start with your vision, that's fine. And I already said the other stuff around that, but there's something important, which is your values. And this is the part that I think everybody gets wrong. They go straight from vision to actions. And, uh, so like okay this is what i want so vision literally vision means something that you can see so the picture that you paint about your future life about your future prospects about your future opportunities and then the part in between that that you have to remember is values what are the uh, i don't even know how to explain this part but what are the things that are going to direct your course in a sense so everyone's like, I have a vision and then I got to do a whole lot of stuff and I just go making decisions. But what is the metric that you're going to use to say that this is a good decision or that this is a bad decision? And so, so many people don't know their values. So many people don't know what they believe. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they believe. Um, and the problem and, and the problem of that is if you don't know your values and you don't know who you are, you don't know what you believe, then you don't know what you're passionate about you don't really know well you don't really know yourself and you, and I, I've met people that are 30 40 50 60 that have no clue who they are they have no clue what they believe in they've always been told by someone else if it wasn't their mom then it became their girlfriend if it wasn't their girlfriend it became their wife it became their wife this is what you have to do this is it this is this 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 this, this. and they have no clue who they are and the saddest part is St. Catherine of Siena tells us if you are who you are meant to be, you will set the world ablaze. But the problem is that we just get told. We just get told this is how things should happen. You know, go to school, get good grades, get a degree, get a job, work that job, get and then retire. Somewhere along there, find a good girl, settle down, have a few kids, buy a house, um, pay off your mortgage, have a few holidays. That's life. And we just go along with that. Um, but you know what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for someone else and I always I ask people this all the time you have a giraffe a monkey and a whale which one would you ask which one would you tell to climb the tree 
obviously the monkey. But so many people get into where they just try and make everybody the same. And so we end up measuring ourselves the same. Oh, I'm 21 or I'm 27 and I have no degree. I'm a failure. And believe me, I, I felt like that at 21. I was like, oh, man, I got no degree. I'm a failure. But then, you know, you got people that said to me, you know, I'm still working. I'm still living at home. I'm just still working the same job for the last 10 years. And here you are traveling any, everywhere. You know, I feel like a failure. And I'm like, what do you mean? You've held a job down. you got a good career. you got, you know, everyone blooms at different times. And then it's... um. The, that's that's the most important part actually around free the life is to live the life that you want for yourself according to the rules that you set for yourself that you've bought into i'm not saying there are no rules i'm saying you pick which game you're going to play you pick the rules for your life yeah and you live it yeah so many people they just you know, like driftwood, just just go wherever the current takes them. So many people are here, go with the flow, blah, blah, blah. And then they wonder why they're not getting anywhere. Well, because the flow is taking you somewhere else to the big ocean, you know, doesn't the flow doesn't take you to where you want to go. You have to go to your destination with purpose and you have to make conscious efforts to get there. And, um, and yeah, that's the, that's the, the easy way to put it because we're we're running out of time so yeah no that's all good <laughs> and I, I think you've dropped a whole lot of uh, truth bombs and wisdom in, in this podcast and i'm excited to go back <laughs> and listen and edit um one of the one of the, my last question on this list um before i ask it i want to ask your opinion um and i want you to ask i want to you explain where you're coming from because one of the the i mean i agree well i think but you tweeted something about scholarships and how, how we shouldn't be hit Pacific scholarships are a waste of time or something about graduation, Pacific graduations are a waste of time. Talk to us about that because I think some people have you confused for a whiapalangi or, um, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, just from what you've told me, just from what I know of you, you're far from it. You're actually a real proud someone, proud speaker person. So, um, yeah, talk to us about uh, when, that. So when I grew up, when I was growing up, you know, the biggest insult that you could give to somebody was that they were like Maoris. When I grew up, you know, they were like, wash your face, you look like a Maori kid. Well, these guys don't have shoes like Maoris. And people would be like, oh, that was racism, blah, blah, blah. And maybe it was. But the, 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 the meaning behind it, and I had to get it explained to me, and I knew sort of, but I, I, I got it explained to me was, at that time, Samoans had the immigrant mindset. They came into New Zealand and they worked for every single thing that they had. They didn't expect any handouts from the government. The only people who took handouts were Maoris. And the only people who were on the bottom as a result of that were Maoris. And so that might be a very controversial way to start it, but this is how I grew up. And for me growing up was a Samoan didn't expect any help from anybody. Someone, and it's come back to Saidi Malo, you, you never saw yourself as inferior to anybody else. You never, ever, ever said, this person is better than me. In fact, when I was younger, you never even told anybody you were poor. You never even, ever made out that you were poor or anything like that because 
because you know you're trying to keep family honor and stuff like that um, and so when when Absolutely. people used to come Absolutely. over to yeah. our house you know and we would run we'll be running out of flour <laughs> funny as, as everyone seems to be right now we're running out of flour we're running out of sugar and stuff <laughs> and yeah, you give everything for the sake of hospitality for you know for the guests mm. to uphold your family honor and um and mm. so for me when we call ourselves victims and unfortunately the first victims of this country have been the maori when you call yourself victims it doesn't help anybody but your oppressor it might be true it might be a million times true but when you buy into that story of yourself it doesn't help you in any way because what you've said is i relinquish my power to someone else and that's what i don't like about pacifica graduations that's why i don't like about pacifica scholarships that's why i don't like about any of this and it all comes back to like i said in the beginning those words that my mom said to me she said i didn't ask you to go be the best islander i told i sent you to school to be the best don't go comparing yourself to the other islanders i want you to be the best and so what we've done now because of these scholarships because of these graduations is that we just end up comparing ourselves to each other and we're not even you know and then we become resentful do you know how many tweets a day i read of the white man the white people i'm like who are these scary white people that i see you know they they, they have nothing better than us in fact i always feel sorry for them they don't have the same family ties when they grow old they you know their their kids probably won't even look after them when there's someone dies their their kids don't think straight away like oh i should send some money for how about the funeral that that's just not in their psyche the same way as it is for us and um and so <clears throat> when i the other thing i grew up with was that samoa was the best country in the world that Samoan culture is, is the most beautiful it is. The, 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 yeah Samoan it culture is, is the most beautiful kidding. culture in the world <laughs> Samoan way of life was made by God himself and so people people no but people be, absolutely people, people might be people, the, people might be yeah, like oh you know true. this what is naive absolutely propaganda. right but but what does it help us <laughs> what does it help us to say oh well we had you know systemic racism is against us you know um white white man privilege is against us you know um all of these things are against us how does that help us because it never helped me one damn bit everything that i got everything that we've achieved yeah. in life is because i have said i am proud as a samoan and i represent my country and i take this and you know and we take it everywhere around the world and um to the point of I was you know I remember in primary school I was getting mocked for for being a fob but yet I was one of the I I didn't I I I had only I had only been to Samoa once oh I hadn't been to Samoa yet oh no yeah I'd only been once in my life and yeah I was getting mocked for being a fob and that was simply yeah. because my parents raised me to speak Samoan and we went to Samoan church and mm. Samoan everything and so that's my main thing is it just doesn't help us to claim victimhood it doesn't it doesn't help us to to have all these special privileges in fact what i find it does is uh, it's it's probably the most condescending thing ever you know the blacks they fought for against segregation they fought against segregation in 
South Africa, they fought against apartheid. And yet here and other places now, we are fighting for segregation. We're fighting so that we get put on our own, so that we get judged on our own. The problem is in this global market, it, nobody gives a shit if you came first out of all the islanders. Where are you going to come in this planet of seven point something billion people? Because it's it's the, you're not just competing against you know against the other Samoans and the Pacific Island people and the other people of color, whatever, blah blah blah. You're competing against the world now, and especially as the economy and the market and and the, the globalism just gets the world just gets smaller and smaller. You know, it it, it doesn't serve us at all to be thinking like that yes be proud in it that's of course but don't use it as the don't don't use it as use it as the stepping stone to success don't use it as the stumbling block from success mm-hmm. okay cool no no that's that's cool um so thank you thank you for that thank you for explaining um so give us your top tips for life life in general just to end things off tips for life here we go so i should have said this at the end of the other one but i'll say it now there's a parable in the in the bible about it's called the parable of the good seed and it's this guy he goes and just throws seeds all over the place it's on some end up on the road and it gets trampled some ends up in the rocks but they can't take proper root some end up somewhere else in the weeds and they get choked by the weeds and then they got the other seeds which end up in good soil and they grow and they produce a plentiful harvest i've always had a problem with this parable because actually if you look at it it's not the parable of the good seed the seed has stayed the same it's the parable of the good soil and so top tip and this is like the most important thing is the soil the environment in which you decide to plant your dreams you have to find the environment that's conducive to your success so without being judgmental if your friends are all just cruising along in life and they're just chill and they're just okay you know don't work too hard you know don't and someone you know i get told a lot of the time you know um I will overcall. Don't, don't, don't exert yourself too much. You know, some people tell me. And is that the environment going to be conducive to your success? I don't know. Well, you'll see. And you, you might be like, well, I can't afford right now to get out of my. Do you know how many people say they're in a toxic environment? Okay, if you can't afford to get out of it, then Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, follow these people. And I was in uh, 2015. I was dead broke. And yet every day I watch Grant Cardone, I watch Ty Lopez, I watch Tony Robbins, Gary V, Zig Ziglar, Darren Hardy on on YouTube. And I read books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Out of the Deal, um, Richest Man in Babylon, um, 10x Rule, Who Moved My Cheese, Think and Grow Rich. And those things, you just have to start cultivating the good soil and getting the good soil around you. So if you can't have people right now, if you can't afford to move, if you can't afford to find those people right now to have those good conversations, then they are available right there. And these podcasts, podcasts like these ones, um, podcasts by, you know, there's so many out there where it will help to train your mind. So that's the first thing is cultivate the good soil. That's the top tip number one. The second thing is do not do anything that you do not want to do unless you really have to. 
And if you have to, then try and get out of it as fast as possible. So, so many times we tell ourselves, I hate this job. I hate this relationship. I hate this environment. I hate this group of friends and the attitude that they have or their, their, you know, their toxicity or whatever people say nowadays. If you hate it, don't do it. And if you can't get out of it right now, then take the steps, take the first steps to move from it. So if you, you know, if you have a job that you hate, then, and you can't afford to leave it right now, okay, that's fine. But minimize, you know, minimize the stuff that you hate from it as much as possible. So you work that out for yourself because I haven't had a job that I hate in so long. Um, and number three, collect experiences. This is from Gary V himself. Yeah, so collect experiences. Um, this is one of the, probably the biggest thing for me. Um, 2014, I turned 21. My whole family moved to Australia and they were like, here you go. Here's a house. Here's a mortgage on yeah. you. And I was like, oh, I have to stop studying. And I went and found any job. I was getting paid minimum wage as a receptionist at the Auckland City Mission. And then I decided to leave that and go into network marketing. And then I said to start my own business. 2015, pretty much made nothing. 2016, for half of it, made nothing. 2016, I got my first client. Um, I landed my first client for $10,000. So now I was working for $1,000 a week. And... Um, and it just kept moving from there and then with the rest we've discussed but would i ever and this is a question that i get asked would you ever change anything if you could do it over again not one bit because every single experience adds to the person that you are today adds to every every decision you make today so collect the experiences and embrace them and then the last thing is be the change people say this all the time but um but so many people try and go and convince others or force others to change um, but the actual thing is I remember when I was studying theology they told us conversion is brought about by imitation not translation so if you want the world to change you've got to start leading by example and that's the only definition of leadership that counts is leading by example doing what you say you're going to do and um, nice. and so just to end off quickly, there was a, um, there was a lady when I was in charge of one of the youth groups, and uh, she said to me, "How can I how can I get my kids to attend church more?" And I said, "Well, how many times do you go to church?" She goes, "I go every Sunday," and I said, "Well, then they'll only do twenty percent of that." And she's like, "Well, how do I get them to go every Sunday?" I'm like, "You got to go every day." And she looked shocked, and I'm like, "Yeah, because people will see." They, they won't listen to anything you say but they will watch what you do and so if you go every single day then all of a sudden your kids will be like oh man yeah okay I better get up on Sunday at least she's going every other day I should get up one day of the week at least and if they see how much you know um, how much joy and how much value and how much peace it brings to you then it'll be something as you know it'll do something for them too and I think that's everything in life if you want to get your family fit, you start being fit. If you want your family to start saving money, you start saving money. You want your family to eat well, you start eating well. And it's not just like, oh yeah, everything, everybody has to do what I'm doing. No, expect everybody, if you're doing something, expect everybody who's watching you to only do 20% of that. And, um, and, and that's, the, yeah. that's the last 
my last sort of thing that I have on my paper. Sorry, it's just just going on and on and on. If it's um, but yeah, that's um for me the last one is is the biggest one because like I said in the beginning and like I always say talk is so cheap people talk about you know oh yeah you know clear your mind have good mental health blah 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 and all of that shit they're just talking shit you know don't listen to anything that anybody says just watch what they do and then if you can't watch what they do watch what are the results that they're getting in their lives what are the results that they get in their lives what are the people how are the people that they're hanging out with how you know how are the how how are they making others feel and things like that so on twitter a lot of people hate my guts in real life amongst my friends i got a call from my mate just three days ago and he said man i'm so great i'm so glad that i met you again since high school and i'm like why i don't feel like i've done that much for you and he's like man just our conversations you know it spurs me on it might not be that nice it might not be what i want to hear but it's the truth and i know i have to hear it and it keeps me motivated keeps me pushed and um, i feel like in this day and age we have so many avenues to say stuff but nobody's really speaking the truth and uh and so hopefully if you know just want to say if this is useful to anybody you know i'm obviously on lockdown for another four three weeks you know i really want and i I really want to be able to help people Um, that's why i was so happy to be invited onto this podcast because i'm like (laughs) because i'm happy to have you sitting here and i'm like look these things have worked for me um it's proven it's i've got a well mostly proven proven results that you can look at um, and uh, you know, and if I can help people out there, especially artists, especially artists, especially creatives, especially people who have a talent, who have a gift from God, but they just don't know exactly how to direct it, how to get it moving, how to make it profitable, and stuff like that. Those are conversations that I love because, believe me, there have been so many times yeah. I've banged my head against the wall, I've scratched my head, I've gone to sleep wishing that life would just transform. And it doesn't happen. The only way it changes is if you take those steps towards the goal that you want and the dream and the vision that you have for your life. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you. I love Thank you so much. Thank you for making time. Um, just for, for those who are listening, um, I don't usually take podcast guests out for coffee. Um, but I asked Christian out for coffee because <laughs> I just think he's such an interesting person. And I was really... Yeah, no, I was really like interested to get to know him. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for um, making time for this and for sharing your story and for answering no, my questions, you. my long list of questions, um, but also for being yourself. And uh, that that takes oh, a lot of guts, you know. Um, how do you yeah. how do you be yourself? Well, we already we've we've already yeah gone, okay already you can answer it. So <laughs> well you can edit, edit whatever you want. No, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so useful. So the, yeah, the question up. was um, something around in the ballpark of um, how how do you say how do you, was it? Oh, you share your this is this is a, this is the question I skipped. Um, sorry, you share your personal views without a care okay. in the world. Where does that come from? And have you yeah. always been courageous enough to speak your mind? If you are yeah. going to edit anything out, don't don't edit this one out because this is probably. Um, all right. We have. No, I'll we keep have, everything. You know. Okay. There's an there's a pandemic of um, coronavirus right now, but actually in our modern world, there's a there's an epidemic of self-esteem, lack of self-esteem, 
lack of confidence, lack of self-worth and all that. And, you know, a lot of the stupid decisions that people make come from that. And it's just because they haven't, like I said before, their values so they don't know who they are. And so I was, I remember two, three years ago, I came across this um, quote and it said, when value is clear, decisions become easy. And um, I remember I was on, uh, I was um, deputy head boy at St. Peter's and we were, the whole band was going down to Rotorua for a band competition. And there was this kid that annoys everybody, absolutely everybody. Like, honestly, he was so annoying. But he was at the back of the bus and the seniors were pouring water onto him. And I just turned back and I met, I happened to see it. And in that moment, there was no, uh, you know, anybody else would have just been like, oh, yeah, whatever, he deserves it. In that moment, I couldn't. And I said, oi, leave him the fuck alone. And I said, hey, come sit next to me. And for me, that's the reason, the reason why that happened is because for me, I value myself as the older brother, not, not as the sort of emotional older brother, but as the protector. I will go above and beyond for my family. And when I saw that kid, all I could see was one of my, one of my younger siblings. And so for me, that wasn't on. And so that decision was easy. There was no second guessing it at all. And so people say, well, what's that got to do with, what's that got to do with life and just saying what you want to say? Um, there's a big mistake that people think that people like you more or they value you more if you're if you just stay the same stuff that they do yeah in fact familiarity breeds contempt and so there's a good marketing example that grant cardone gives us he says he used to have a product for 540 dollars for one of his programs and the competitor was selling it for something like i think 54 dollars and they found that at this pricing point the competitor was getting a lot more um, customers and so they wanted to drop his board they wanted to drop the price they wanted to drop the price dramatically instead he said no add a zero so instead of bringing it down to 54 as well he said make it 5400 and the reason why i'm telling you this is in your life you got to start adding zeros don't go towards the common people don't go towards the crowd pull yourself away from the crowd get some distance get some altitude on that so that you can actually think and you can actually look at yourself in the mirror and say who the fuck am i and what do i believe in and you won't you won't figure those out until you've been in like i said a few experiences and you've had a few experiences where you're like man i didn't really like how i was in this and i hope i never am like that again and you just make that decision you make the decision and so why do i say what i say without a care in the world because i don't say it to piss people off but if everybody's saying one thing and i don't agree with it in my silence i am complicit and so if everyone's saying oh you know it's so great blah 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 all of this and i'm sitting there going that's bullshit i will say that's bullshit or i will say i do not agree with this blah 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 and it's not to piss them off it's not to start a fight it's so that I know within myself that I'm not lying. And that's the thing is that so many people try to be, I don't know how you say it in English, fearlessly to everybody else. They try to be, no, they, yeah, they try to suck up to everybody <laughs> suck else. Suck up, they're they look ass, people please And yet they're not yeah. right with themselves. 
and that's where the self-confidence does comes low self-confidence low self-esteem comes from because anytime you say something your subconscious is telling you you're full of shit that's not what you really believe in that's not what you really know is true but you just stay silent because you got no balls because you got no backbone because you got no spine and as soon as your back as soon as as soon as your subconscious starts telling you that you start communicating that to the world and that's why you have relationships that are fucked up that's why you have employees that think they can just walk over you that's why when you try to go for a deal when you try to close a customer when you try to close a client and you tell them a certain price they just laugh in your face because subconsciously you're telling them I'm not worth this much I'm not worth anything I don't like myself you and you shouldn't like me either because I don't know my value and it's very small and until you value yourself highly you will never ever 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 achieve anything in this world of um fulfillment to you you might get somewhere someone might be stupid enough to throw you a whole lot of money someone might do something like that you might end up with a really nice chick but it'll all come crashing down because you hate yourself because you know for a fact that you're full of shit and so first things first if you like don't, don't obviously you know try and find a nice way to say it. i i don't always find nice ways of saying things but speak the truth speak your truth it doesn't have to be the truth according to your parents according to your girlfriend according to your teachers according to society according to the prime minister according to anybody just as long as it's your truth that you align with internally at a soul level that's how you get out there and that's how i can just say it i blurt it out and i got no problem i go sleep at night and people are like man everybody hates you and i'm like tell them to get in line because as long as i don't hate me i'm fine i respect that mm-hmm. i really do i really respect that yeah that's that's cool how do you do that without sounding cocky Personally, or you think I it's think okay to be cocky i used to be like, more okay with being cocky until like until i realized that there are people doing way bigger stuff than me so then i i realized i probably had to tone it down a little um how how do you say how do you say um how do you say anything without being cocky like i i think you got to you got to be your own cheerleader and so it's not a bad thing to be cocky like you got to hype yourself up sometimes because you know at the end of the day we're all going to die alone a lot of these decisions you go through alone yeah okay you might have a full house you might have a big family you might have a significant other but a lot of the stuff in life you actually going to have to go through alone and so you do sometimes need to have that conversation with yourself you know you need to slap yourself you need to slap yourself in the face and be so like true. hey look shut the fuck up you're better yeah. than this you can you're doing I- great yeah you know and and i appreciate I that we have yeah. enough of those conversations with ourselves in fact people make so much noise that they never have any conversations with themselves and then when the, all the noise goes out and all the people have gone they realize that they don't really like themselves and that themselves don't like or you know the who they are don't like themselves back and um and i think it's such an important part of you know to to just be your biggest cheerleader because nobody else is going to be okay you you should and i'm not saying you should do this all the, uh, i'm not saying just be your own cheerleader and have nobody else 
as much as possible like i said find those good positive relationships find that good relationships yeah that's gonna hype you up that's gonna give you those good vibes they're gonna get you those good energies so that you don't have to but sometimes you know you just got to do your own work for yourself you just got to be there for yourself and say listen you're doing great everyone else won't see it right now but they will do you know I, I don't mind saying this um i quit when i when i quit my receptionist job um i went uh, you know and i decided to become self-employed we had a, a, a tough few first months and then um we got a letter from the bank that said if you do not sell your house it will be foreclosed on so i ended up getting my mate to sell it blah 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 um and even though we made we made like so much money from the sale to my family they looked at me and they're like you fucking lost us the house you've lost our house you're a failure and in my mind i used to tell myself that same thing i'm like man look at you you're 21 you're sleeping on your auntie's couch you 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 oh you're 22 you're sleeping on your auntie's couch and you've got no money you've got no nothing you're a failure and in those times i used to say to myself and so my grandma used to tell me why don't you just go get any job get a job at the warehouse go ask for go ask your uncle for a job at the warehouse lift some boxes any job's better than nothing and all i said to myself in those times was i'm going to make it and one day i'm going to show you guys i'm going to make it and i'm going to show you and i'm going to prove you all wrong and nobody else nobody else was there at that moment just me and myself and that's all i said to myself i'm going to make it and i'm going to prove them wrong and now you know it's um well we're not having the same conversations anymore <laughs> yeah sorry I, yeah. i i really wanted to cover that one yeah uh, well that's good you can edit, edit yeah. out you can well, edit out a whole lot of the other stuff that is good and, and everything that you've I'm not I'm not anything. I think I think this podcast has been really valuable and has gone really well and you know you've been doing really well because I haven't been talking much and I usually take oh, it really? it's I, like well, this I was, was your podcast I, I was going to I was going to say <laughs> you, had, you do this was going to ask I'm like I think I'm talking too much if you wanted to direct it into anything that because no, you know, no. I can talk like um I I I can talk you know Yeah but, me too um, <laughs> I'm not bullshitting I do want to help people sing us a song? Um my name is Yeah, my name oh, is I'm going to hit you up. I'm planning a business too. So I'm going to hit you up. So. I'm actually working yeah. on another four projects right now and stuff like that. Um and we're starting businesses. We're excited and we've got a whole lot of other stuff, but um yeah, you know, if uh, if you do need those positive energies, those good voices or someone to bounce things off, like um I will hardly ever tell you that something is a stupid idea. So if I say it's stupid, then it probably is um from a business point of view. you know or something like that but um but no yeah i'm, I'm gonna be i'm i'm genuinely out there for for success and um what's my biggest value add i guess the biggest thing that i can do for anybody that needs help is um is i will tell you the raw truth your family and everybody else might hype you up and stuff take it from someone who's been there i can tell you exactly what to do what not to do and how ugly it's going to be and uh, i think that's valuable because you know when you're starting a business everybody always um overestimate how great they are and underestimate how painful it's going to be but yeah definitely willing to yeah. help so i don't That's know how so to put, put it in the description my name or something okay, just google cool. search me thank you no no thank you yeah, no, thank cool. you so no, that sounds good thank you so much it christian was, would you like really to think oh? when i was preparing these questions i had four pages worth of just notes and stuff and um you know um Did you get yeah, through all the four I, pages? I squashed it all in and that's why I looked over my notes and I I squashed in that last part. Good. But um yeah, just 
Thank you so much. Thank you for the work that that's you good, do. That's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Can you thank that you for that? To your audience oh because, no, this is you about know, you. I'm supposed to be doing a podcast, but I'm just so lazy, and so I'm glad there are people like you that are um, that are that are keeping the the, the torch. <laughs> no, all. Thank you. No, all good. Can you uh, sing us a little bit? A little bit so of a song. So yesterday uh, we we um, we started learning this other song to. Oh, so. Lastly, um, since we've been grounded here in New Zealand for the coming upcoming weeks, we're probably going to use it. We're using this lock time, uh, lockdown time to um, come up with some on original stuff that we're translating from Croatian, uh, some stuff that we're writing on our own, and some new covers. Good. So by the using end of the it wisely, we'll have like twenty or thirty nice. Samoan songs to release. Um, and uh, and this nice. one is the one that we've been working on for the last twenty-four hours. And it's um, called uh, Le Manu Changie, and it's um, about uh, in the old days they had no cure for leprosy, so they had to send the lepers from Samoa and the Pacific to an island um, in Fiji. And this is about somebody whose um, whose loved one got sent there due to leprosy, and they say, you know, um, if I if I was a bird, I would fly to you. Um, and so yeah, I just wanna, I guess I'll sing that one if that's okay. Yeah. yeah, please. Um, Take it oh, away. I don't have a guitar here. Anyway. Le manu tangi e uatangi tamilo Pe o se tangi o se long o failo Mai mau e anayai se televise Se manu ilo atu olautino Amu yalelu e fayona pau Me anao amu elele atu matoe sao there we are that's enough <laughs> perfect <Yeah>. thank you <laughs> that was good thank you. um yeah I thank you so much again for making time one. to be on the podcast um <laughs> That's good. No, that's all good. That's all good. Um, but what I'll do is I'm going to message you on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I am yeah, working on something, like, so I'm, I'm going to utilize your services while you're. I, like, give me. Give me work. Oh, cool. But at the back. Huh? Oh, okay. I wish we could have coffee instead. Wish we could have coffee yeah, instead, yeah, but oh well. Enough. Maybe we can thank zoom later. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, and guys. I hope everyone thank enjoyed the podcast, and yeah, we'll talk okay, on Twitter very soon. Okay. Okay. Bye.